0: Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast, where I give you a fascinating insight into the world of real-life entrepreneurs and how they live their lives outside their business. Every week, I bring you super interesting conversations about the energy, thinking, habits, mindsets, and disciplines that make them successful in their life, which in turn allows them to be successful in their business. It's powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of solo inspiration from me, we dive right into what gives them the confidence to follow their own path and attempt to get unapologetically real so you can learn what it takes to show up in your life and live your truth unapologetically. Now today I've got a real interesting guy, um, someone who's been on you know, many different journeys and I would say he's a passionate entrepreneur. He lives his life with purpose and he lives his life what, what ethically works for him, you know, from being, you know, one of the top DJs in in the clubs in London through to a personal trainer, now you know, a top chef in restaurants and stuff. And he even really pushes that ethical message. So I'm not going to go too much into it because we will go into it in this conversation. But I'm going to hand over to Hajj. Hey Hajj, how's it going? Hey Baba, how you doing, man? Thanks for hey, having you Hey thank you for having us
1: on so really looking forward to it
0: Not at all so i'm just going to hand over to you you can just give a brief insight to the people that are listening about yourself um and then we'll sort of go into the conversation
1: okay uh, brief insight wow where do i begin okay um uh, born and bred from in the midlands leicester um i'm from a generation where we only had three channels so that will give you a bit of a insight into my age <laughs> um, yeah um, academia was never really my uh, strong thing at school um, the only things that I kind of gravitated towards were sports music and uh, food and I guess in a snapshot I've been blessed would I say or I've been at yeah there's been certain things that have happened in my life that have allowed me to turn my passion into work and um, yeah so the three things were sports, um, did personal training so that was amazing, music, did the whole DJing thing back in London back in the day which allowed me to make a career out of that and now in my later years um unintentionally i've fallen into the chefing world um so yeah so everything i've kind of done i guess i've um, done it on my terms i haven't had any kind of training in this kind of i've always known and had that belief that things were always going to be more than okay and um yeah it's an amazing journey that i'm on i'm learning every day I still make mistakes like we all do every day. Um but yeah, and um hopefully, you know, if this podcast or whatever Barry's doing kind of uh resonates with even one person every single day, you know what? That's uh one person that you are you know, potentially reached out to and um made some sort of change or resonated with them in some shape, way or form. So um so hopefully. Um, once you've uh, gone through this old man's uh, podcast there might be something that might be uh, of you at the very least smile
0: there will be there will be you know you know let's let's step back a few 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 years Um, like you said you've been through a few different journeys with your your passions your entrepreneurial sort of spirit I know you probably never saw yourself like that it was more I enjoy doing this and therefore I'm gonna put my you know my soul my energy into it and then the byproduct is people enjoy it and byproduct is i earn money from it and byproduct is you know i can move a few people in the right direction but i'm sure it was never for that it's more what fills me up what fills my cup up and then what makes me feel alive because when i feel alive i know the energy i give out other people feel that and i can turn to that so if we step into the first thing so you went into music first into the the DJing and the club scene then you stepped into the personal training side and then you stepped in chef right so as you were first you know before it turned into where you know people are paying you for this kind of thing what kind of things were going through your head where you're like i enjoyed this i'm just going to work on this what kind of things were happening before you stepped into you know the arena of actually being paid for this um i guess it was just
1: I think for me, you know, like I said, I mean, I was born and bred in the Midlands, Leicester. And um, I mean, we're pretty much of the same age, Babic anyway, you know, so we're from a certain generation or what have you and stuff. And I think growing up, um, I don't know, music was a massive, um, it was a massive, uh, I don't know, it was a massive part of my DNA and it always has been and stuff, you know, and for, for everyone's know they've got a different reason as to what music does for them and stuff but for me it was just such a big part of my life and like you said i never i never envisaged that oh wow okay when i grow up i'm gonna make a living out of this and stuff you know and um it wasn't until leaving i think i left in 95 i left i left leicester to go uni in luton (laughs) but that was my uh, get out of jail card for want of a better word you know because i even knew when i applied to Luton that i was kind of kidding myself i was like academia is not my thing but it was like i always i think i was 21 22 at the time and um yeah i just wanted to leave well not leave home but i just thought there's a there's a bigger picture out there and there's a bigger pond to swim in you know and so yeah so left Luton. six months into i was just like i can't do this shit I'm just kidding myself, and I literally just upsticked and moved to moved to London and stuff and um obviously, when I moved to London, it was like holy shit, it was just like I was like a rabbit in headlights I'm not gonna lie you know <laughs> it, in every possible way like it was just an assault on you just sort of you know just visually just in spiritually aesthetically everything it just kind of. It was weird it was almost kind of like there was like filters that got t- taken off and you're like oh my god okay there is just so much more to than what i've ever been used to or, or come across in leicester and then i think yeah for me um like i said music was a big part of my big part of me growing up and it always has been and always will be then i always enjoyed music and started going out clubbing in london and stuff and i remember <laughs> it's clear as day standing there and um, i'd never never dj i didn't even have a pair of decks but i stood there and i was like i could fucking do that i knew it <laughs> and i went out and if someone says but what do you mean what do you mean there was it's weird because I don't know, you know, sometimes when there's something inside you that stares and kind of every single fibre of your being, every single cell says, I know I can do that and I'm, I'm not just going to do it to take part, but I'm going to absolutely smash the granny out of it, yeah. you know. And so that for me was like, yeah, that kind of really fed that kind of, that desire to kind of DJ and stuff and going clubbing, 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 clubbing. and I just standing there and I was
0: like, i can do that i know i can do that why, why can't i do that why and i think it's funny you say that because when you when you were looking up or when you're watching the dj or listening to music yeah. or listening to, you know like in a, you know a lot of people would have been in similar situation different things so it's like even with this podcast i've been watching podcasts for a long time yeah and i've been watching it with different eyes what i mean by that is that i knew i was taking things in to learn but it's more a case of how are they doing this let me see how they're shaping this and let me see how I can then put my fingerprint on it. Cause I know I want to do something like this. So when yeah. you actually, when you went to a club, you know, a lot of people go out drinking, they go out, you know, partying, seeing friends, socializing. But when you then have something in your way, you're like, I'm watching, I'm taking stuff in that people are not even noticing here, you know, yeah. to, you know to allow you to step onto that journey to say, actually, you know what? I've seen all this. And now I can then do that with my stamp, which will be this. And it's, having that i think is having the belief or confidence in yourself to say you know what first of all i think it's possible secondly you know i'm not going to be perfect but i know i can step into this yeah. and i know i'm willing to learn and i know you know when you know that you wake up and you think about it and you go to sleep and you think about it and it's like there's nothing else calling you apart from this and like i said there was no and at the point i'm sure there was not a big scene in terms of you know where you see DJs these days in Las Vegas and you know like they're really yeah, yeah, yeah. like celebrities, right? Again, yeah. it's like footballers back in the day. There was no celebrity culture. It was yeah. guys who wanted to kick a ball. These guys wanted to play music, just like you. You wanted to play music and you just wanted to enjoy that time and the whatever happened from there happens, you know. I think in life now there's so much celebrity culture in, in a lot of things and people want to do things for that, you know, the Instagram likes and the, the celebrity, you know, yeah. That's right. But yeah. when you take that step back and say, do you know what? Do I actually want to do this because I enjoy it and I'll be good at it and I can serve the world in my way? Or do I want to do it for the you know, the veneer of the likes and the plastic life of, you know, the the, the clicks and shares?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? me so, for me, yeah, sorry, for me, it was always about, it was never a case of, you know, like you said, I mean, we came from a, we came from this sort of... Um, Pre-Google days, right? Pre-Google pre-Go- days. Jesus Christ, <laughs> pre-a pre lot, pre-MTV, pre-MTV, pre-Channel 4, pre-mobiles, how far back do you want to go? You know I mean? You know, so, and I think like you said, Bobby, we, we kind of, I think we were born at a certain point in time where we have kind of had the best of both. We've kind of, we've had that grounding and kind of, and, you know, in simpler times, but then we've kind of grown up in our later years into this technology year or whatever you want to call it and stuff. But for me, it was never a case of, when I got into DJing, it was never a case of, all right, I want to make a living out of this or, you know, I kind of, you know, we want to do this for Instagram or anything. The only thing, the only social media platform we had back then, if I'm not mistaken, would have been MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was, you know, I'm pretty sure there's, the founder Tom, he's the only one on MySpace that's just out there on his on his own now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it was never a case of um, I'm doing this for for any other reason other than I absolutely just I just want to do it for myself. Yeah. And, um,
0: and anyone else looking at a journey that they're in right now. Yeah. it's just a passion project it's something that you know they want to enjoy and they, they think they'll be quite good at it for the reason that other people may benefit other people might serve other people in the same way you know whether that be photography whether that be painting, yeah. whether that be cutting grass whatever it is you know they, everyone's got their own thing within them and that's what the world needs to see right they need to see the, the people living their truth and when people live their truth they can only live with honesty and when they live with honesty you only see the best of them And when you see the best of them it serves everyone around them well just like you just like me you know it's it's <clears throat> and how would you how would you explain to someone that was looking to do that to say actually you know what just concentrate on being the best version of yourself within what you're doing because that's exactly what you did right and that stepped you up to probably one of the top tables on djing at some point so you know i mean in london yeah so and I'm sure that was never the aim. So what do you think that, what, what mindset was it that you were in that allowed you to push up that far? Um, wow. Well, okay. I mean, obviously that's
1: going back a few years as well. I think, you know, we've got to kind of, at the end of the day, I think we, <clears throat> we also have to take into account sort of, you know, the times were different back then as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, like nowadays it's just, um, You know, the competition for everything and just this real dog eat dog world, and just, you know, it's just every man for himself. It's just kind of, for me, it's it's never really been something that I'm kind of like, you know, I ever want to buy into or kind of, yeah, I guess sort of, you know, even in my, any of my careers, thought I'm going to kind of, you know, kind of kick everyone out the way to get to where I need to and stuff. Um, I don't know, for me, I've always been a great believer in, um, i think if whatever you're going to do like you said whatever passion you have if your sole purpose is to kind of right okay i want to do this i want to make a living out of it you'll probably you're probably not setting yourself up for a, i wouldn't say kind of like disappointment or a fall but that shouldn't be the driving force as to why you want to do it first and foremost if there's something that you, you're passionate about just do it because you're passionate about it yeah. you know and if you but if you do it with real honesty and kind of you put your all into it and you know that actually you know what okay this is my passion and if this is just my passion I'm happy with that but if it kind of allows me to make an extra you know income out of it or turn it into a career then that's a bonus you know but for me I've always believed that just do what you're doing just do it and let people let people buy into that passion and stuff. And that's where, you know, something will resonate with people. I never, I've never been a good salesman. I'll be honest. With you. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't probably sell snow to Eskimos. That's just not my thing. It was just that kind of constant sell, sell, sell so for me it was always a case of right okay if someone digs what i what i do then great but if they don't it's not going to
0: change my world in the grand scheme of things and i think um from from what you just said there there's two <laughs> mindsets that we've talked about here so your mindset was pull. so what i mean by that i'll just be the best i can and people will be attracted to me or magnetized to me or they'll come towards me and ask me or not and, yeah you know the other side is push where you've got some personalities which are course it is, i'm going out and i'm going to go and get what yeah. i want to get and i'm going to do it this way and you know i'm going to be you know whichever way it is because that's their personality serves them in that way right absolutely so, and what, obviously everyone you know you've got the introvert you've got the ambiverts you've got the extroverts you know everyone works in the same way personally like yourself i'm i'm i i'd say i'm more of an ambivert whereas, in my private time i'm introverted in social occasions i'm probably more extrovert but i can switch between it when i you know when i've learned that because my whole life i've been an introvert and it's yeah. only when crisis when i went through a crisis in my time i realized i first come out of my shell leaving leicester so you mentioned earlier when you left Leicester, than you you know opened your eye, you know going out of your home environment Really opened your eyes, and I, and you learn about yourself so much when you're in that situation, right? So when I left Leicester and I went to Leeds, I remember um, that made me, you know, three yeah. years of being at university, being around different people, being on my own, no parents, no no one really I knew, um, and being in that environment really helped me, shape me, because you stand on your own two feet and you say, this is me, this is how I, you know, you work shit out, and when you come out the other side, it's then hard coming back because nothing's changed (laughs) nothing's changed (laughs) and then when your eyes have when your when when your perspective is widened with different people different conversations different experiences and then when you come back and everything's still like that you're like what am i what am i doing here i mean and and then it's like a case of either i make it work so i try and stretch people around me or i leave and i think that's the only sort of you know two ways That that can happen.
1: I think trying to change people around you, I mean, that can, I've just found that can be a little bit, I don't want to sound like I don't give a shit because I do. It can be a little bit hard work and stuff. And sometimes, I don't know, I think my patience or my tolerance or, or kind of like, I kind of sometimes I forget that actually I've been out there, kind of stepped into the world and kind of seen a little bit more. And I kind of hold people up to that and kind of go, why are you not seeing it? Why are you not seeing it? Do you know what I mean? And it's like you said, it's kind of, you know, some people will kind of gravitate towards that and others won't and stuff. But I think we're all, we all kind of like that comfort. We all kind of like that safety net. And, um, you know, oh, you know, we all kind of like that sort of thinking that we're putting in 100% and stuff. And it's like, you're not. you're not at all it's like you really and this is me included you know like like anyone else it's like you need to really kind of you know don't just stand up the edge run really take you know be prepared to jump off and and drown you have to have to you know this is what you did when you went to Leeds and stuff like you said you've got no family you've got no friends there. you have to support yourself you have to do everything and it's like you learn so much about yourself but we're kind of like a lot of people are just you know they talk about it but they're, they're going to do very little to kind of go actually let's kind of do this talk let's, i've been talking the talk let's now walk the
0: walk and yeah. stuff and i think you know i think where we have to be um quite respectful in terms of when we look at other people's journeys and we when we talk yeah. to people is that we've been given first of all the um the ability to choose where we want to live our life right some people are being pushed into a situation maybe their life or, or maybe their yeah, is like, sure. isn't that great you know so it's like well i'm making choices for survival as opposed to actually i'm comfortable and i want to move to the edge, right yeah. but i know for a fact for even myself it's only when i push myself to the edge of that comfort zone Do i really feel like do i actually sense what's what life is about you know and it's when you're at the edge do you i think that's when you sense yourself as a true person and you know what you're capable of i think a lot of people don't give respect to themselves to say how much capability they have and how much they you know how much you know strength they really have within them i think you know it's been almost like drilled out of them by society, by the people around them, by schools, by, you know, you know, and it's only when you step out of that to, to drown that noise out and say, actually, you know, what? I'm going to just build it the way I want to build it. Do you realize that actually, you know what, those people, a lot of the time, the conversations they are having you is because they're people within their own life and they want to keep you down with them as well.
1: Oh, no, of course it is. You know, I, mean, I think what, the people that you have around you can kind of you know you can feed into their their kind of like negative energy and that the energy that they put onto you might not be directly and stuff but before you know it you know you kind of one day you kind of stand up, look around and you kind of think oh my god this person saps this me. this person saps it and before you know you could be quite a positive person but because you're taking on all this energy from all these other people that you know they just either want to moan or don't do anything don't necessarily want to do anything or just kind of you know just prodding through life it can impact you in more ways than you can realize you know but one thing i have noticed over the years you know there seems to be a shift in on this planet with a lot of people kind of for want of a better word kind of waking up and and going hold on a second <laughs> there's you know what is it that's making you you know what is it that i want to do what's going to make me happy and stuff or how can i pursue this you know how can i surround myself with those kind of things and stuff but i think a lot of people now are on some sort of real discovery and some real a real journey and stuff you know and and it's amazing to see to you know um i guess for me one of the not that it should be it should hold you back but for me i don't have any commitments in the sense as in i'm not married i don't have any children or anything like that so as an outsider looking in it's easy for someone to kind of go well you don't have to do this you don't have it you don't have a family you don't have a mortgage you don't have this you know what we've been as a species and as a civilization we've got here somehow with families and stuff like that so to me of course, it's easy for me to say, but for me, that's a, that's an easy out for a lot of people as well. Oh, I've got this; I can do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And it's like there's absolutely no reason. I mean, that should, in this day and age, hold you back. Because if you think about it, like from if you look at our parents' generation back when they came over and stuff, they had nothing. yeah When I mean nothing, like they had nothing. My parents got married. You know, my dad was 17, my mom was 18. They look like the most unhappiest couple on this this planet when you see their pictures, you know. And if they, like a lot of that generation, if they can come over here with very minimum English, with hardly a penny in their pocket, and they can build, they can do what they did. They had a mortgage, they bought children, they held down jobs, they did all this. Really, in this day and age, people really, really shouldn't have an excuse for like, you
0: know what i mean getting shit done Yeah, and i think you know you just went into the you know our parents journey and that you know i have for that generation you know i know oh. i know i was meant to be born in this generation because i don't think i was <laughs> meant to be born in that generation you know what i mean so i'm thankful to the universe they left me a generation later yes. and on the production line of energy they probably say this guy's not built yet let's do that (laughs) yeah let's leave it for the next generation right because i see like you said you know my you know my our both our parents you know my dad came from india my mom came from africa they came here and even just hearing their stories about how they live you know my dad was saying someplace they lived when they first came over they didn't have a bathroom they had to go to the swimming baths to go to the toilet and stuff like that right and i was like that's just just even thinking about it right and he goes you know you got something you could go into a shop and they would just say i don't want to serve you because yeah. you're packing i'll leave do you know what i mean and i'm like and he goes you just had to leave you know you just had to deal with because you are in a country which wasn't seen as yours you are mostly not wanted by the people locally that were around you and you just had to keep your head down and take the shit do you know what i mean and then you just keep taking the head down graph because he goes really for two years he goes I question myself every day, every day. Why am I here? I don't. Know. You know we had a fairly good life in Africa. Why did Why did we Why were we here? Because what kept me here was that I knew going back means our life would never be anything more than it was. Yeah. And by coming and by dealing with this shit. We've got so much more opportunities, not for us, but for the people that are coming after us, you know, for the next generation. And I am thankful and grateful and blessed to have my parents that went through that shit. And like, just like your parents, I do not know how my mom and dad married, to be fair. Like, they're the five people, you know. I mean? And I, I almost think that they were put together to have us. I think yeah, but but that's pretty
1: much it, dude. That was pretty much it. I mean, if you if you ask your parents, you know the funny thing is you're touching on that. I spoke with my mom like literally a couple of weeks ago and stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, I see this picture of you guys when you got married." Honest to God, I've never seen like two people that are so unhappy is beyond a joke. And like the, like you're saying, you know, you, they like you think our pa- your parents got put together just to. To kind of give birth to this generation and stuff dude it's just like i said to my mom all oh, right okay so cool so you know did you like chat and stuff like honest to god about it she said it was literally like you know in um, east is east yeah you know where the old son yeah. he doesn't see his wife until he's gonna marry her and then he's <laughs> like off that's pretty much what that generation had and stuff yeah. and like you said you know like thank thank you I don't even think that really comes close to like what we probably want to say to our parents. Or I think we could spend the rest of our lives kind of like doing, doing shit to try and show them and even kind of, you know, any form of, but it's like, dude, we will never like, generations after that, we will never have any comprehension as to what they went through and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, like our generation back when we were growing up, we went through racism you know yep. what I mean? Which yep. any, anybody, anybody coming in, and, you know, racism comes in every shape, yeah, color, size and whatever you stuff. Yeah. But to go through what they went through, it was just like, Oh my God. So for me, I'm old school in that sense. As in like, you know, when I hear people like, you know, Oh, I can't do this and stuff. I haven't got time. Really? Do you know what I mean? It's like really. That's what is you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's so of this generation, of, and and it's relative to them. And so, I'm not anyone that's going to say, yeah, this is this is you know, you're right or wrong, or it's not, it's not appropriate or relevant or whatever and stuff. But for me, I'm just like I don't know, man. I just always hop when I'm doing something. And like, no matter how difficult it is or how easy it is, I always think back of what would like, what would I if I was whatever it is that I want to do now. What would it have been like to have done back in my parents' generation? Yeah.
0: And if I could, if I could, if I could do it back then, yeah. there's no reason why I can't do it now. Hundred percent. And it's you know? like you know, we are we we're, we're standing on the shoulders of monsters. You know, the foundation we've. Oh my god! Given, do you understand the foundation we've been given? we have no reason to ever say life is tough. Do you know what I mean? And, we, and for us, it's more mental struggle, right? We all go through more mental struggle than physical struggle. They went through physical struggle and mental struggle both at the same time, right? So now the way, you know, coming off that in terms of my parents, it's like, I feel it's my, now my duty for my generation to now live with choices, and live to be the best version of ourselves that the world needs to see you know my you know our parents went through what they went through yeah. so that we could have those choices right and if we then if we if we don't actually use that energy to say actually how am i being the happiest i can be because i know if i'm happy everyone around me is happy because there's a happy energy around me if i'm going to sit and do some job that i'm miserable in and i come home and i'm miserable and everyone around me is miserable because i'm miserable and i'm attracting miserable people how am i then doing justice to everyone around me and this generation the generation we're born in because one thing we have at our fingertips is choice information knowledge we can do whatever we want to do and the one thing that pisses me off right now is people that say i'm bored and that two words <laughs> would actually be banned, right? Because there is never any any reason that... You, you, you can say, I'm so lazy that I don't want to use my brain to think of anything. That's different. And so, do you know what? If people say that, I would give
1: them more credit for
0: fucking yeah. that. Seriously, dude.
1: You just hit the nail on the head.
0: But it's true, isn't it? It's true. Listen, it's, you're, not, it's not your board. You're, you're just not, lazy and you don't want to think. That's it well this is you know like you
1: said as well it's just i kind of think like you said we've got everything cut our fingertips but sometimes i kind of think sometimes having too much of something as well yeah is yeah. a bad thing as well you know and um
0: and yeah it's just too much of it's like chocolates in a sweet shop right you go in now for a chocolate and you just think you know what i want i want a- i don't know <laughs> dude i don't know do that chocolate <laughs> There are
1: going to be many of people that may argue with that so maybe not a box of chocolate but maybe let, let's
0: let's <laughs> you know, whatever it is, right so say let's say you go in for something and now yeah. instead of that two choices you got 500 choices, right? So you want to buy a, a quinoa, and that quinoa, you I want to buy this one, and then you realize there's black quinoa, there's yellow quinoa, there's Bolivian quinoa, there's Peruvian one, there's British one. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. quinoa, bro. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and now you we, it's like, like getting a simple cup of coffee. <laughs> Mate, that's not possible. It's like I went constant. I don't actually have. I don't really drink so much coffee. But when okay. I went, to class, I was like, you know, I just want you know, like a milky coffee. I didn't even always call. it like, what is that? Right? <laughs> she's like, we got this, we got that, we got that. That's no, not like milk and coffee. coffee. <laughs> I don't know what you even call it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you like it decent? What? Where do you want your beans from? How do you want them ground? I said, I don't know any of that. <laughs>
1: yeah no it's just i mean i think the scary thing is what's going to what's to come yeah do you know what i mean you know for the for the generation that are following us and the generation after that and stuff i think that's the really scary thing because i look at my nieces and nephews you know and i'm just like wow these guys are just like they're just on a different level just to watch them like i've got two year old like nephew. I mean, the guy's literally just started walking now. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't speak at the moment. He can, he babbles. But you know what? Put an iPad in his hand. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my shit. That's kind of scary for me. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I think there's, I think this generation and kids are kind of having something wrong that we had that we, You know that kind of self-discovery, that kind of playing and learning, and just instead of having, you know, we were using this, we, you know, we kind of went off into our own world and stuff, and yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's where I spent most of my time.
0: Created, we created our own world,
1: right? (laughs) Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, but now it's like you don't have to create anything. Just look at this like a mindless zombie and like. (laughs) It just and it's just it's, it's scary you but it's know? like
0: and you know like 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 we talked before it's i felt that we were allowed to grow organically you know oh. slowly maturing, you know, slowly adapting learning because all we had like you said we had three or four channels we all the information we had was school and the people around us and that's it everything was learned from that so therefore our growth was only you know how we were meant to grow and then you've now got fertilized on steroids that these kids are on, right? <laughs> you know, it's like my son. My son was doing his homework on Photoshop, right? So he told me he said to me, "Dad, I want to make this um, volcano poster." So I said, "Why need you do a volcano drawing?" And I gonna no, can you show me this?" So I showed him literally. I'm not lying hard for three minutes. I showed him what a layer is, how to pick a photo off the internet, put it on, and show me how. To, you know, he goes on himself now and so dad okay I, I put this layer on and i put this mask on it and then i did this and i did that i'm like you're nine okay. years old, <laughs> nine <laughs> years old do you know what i mean and it's like i learned that 18 and i struggled the kid is nine years old and he's picking this up you know and he's telling me dad to so say behind me we fit like a projector that, and his mind is so into it that he'll be like so that if we press this button, and we change the setting on the skybox. That gives a sound like that and a picture like this. And we switch it off on this one, and we can do it on that one. I'm like, man, we're like, and just because <laughs> you know that curiosity, yeah, have a curiosity. Now everyone has like my daughter is not interested at all, right? Like she likes painting. Well, she, she's, not, she's not. a techno. No, she's techno. Nothing. She. She's more. Oh, good. She's more. You know, painting. You know, like creative calligraphy, she's doing the calligraphy thing online at the moment. She wow. likes stuff like that. You know I mean, so her brain is there. So you put it in front of the sky, but she goes, I just want it to work. I want to press one button and it works, just like my wife, right? But my son is like, No, okay, so do this, pull this wire out, do this, put this in. She goes, Shut up, just do it for me and just let me watch my TV. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and I like seeing both those energies around me. because all I think my job as a parent is. Just let them have these opportunities. Just whatever you want to try, just do. Because something's going to stick. It's just once once you've been exposed to it, right? I mean, it will sit and, you know,
1: like, I I see where you're coming from. But I don't know, man. I mean, I think watching kids that are really sort of, you know, with the technology and stuff and just really sort of tech savvy and stuff like that, which I think is great, you know, are their mind, you know, is that generation, do they have something or some part of their brain that's a little bit more geared towards that or Something I don't know, you know, or is the technology such that it kind of, you know, well, we didn't have it so much in our, in our younger years, but whereas, you know, would we have come out the same had we had those back then as well? But
0: really know, like it's, it's like, all through humanity, humans have always built tools, right? So, cavemen built, you know, spears and things like that to to kill, to help them. And the way I see this, this is just now a new tool, new yeah. tool for us because we've not grown up with it. Because we've sort of adapted to it in later years. They have started their life with it, right? So, for them, they're using the tool with the way they understand and they know. So, rather than you know, we can still use our eyes like our parents use their eyes to try and yeah. guide us. So my dad would be like you know you need to buy a house you need to get married and now those things don't serve me why don't you know those conversations i never have with my kids they know you know you're with someone that's fine you want to get married, that's fine if you don't that's fine as well yeah, 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 then, yeah. you know those because we moved on right and it's almost like i'm having a, a conversation with them saying, switch that ipad off go and read a book go and, read. and it's like am i then using the same analogy my parents used because that's all they knew and my kids, when they grow up, or when they then grow, the next generation, they can use the same conversation, and their kids have moved on again. I mean, you probably are, like you said, you know,
1: um, looking back and thinking, "Oh, am I doing what my parents did and stuff?" But yes, you may be to some extent, but I, I think you're, you know, we're a lot more sort of conscious and mindful about how you interact with your children and stuff, and you know, you're not going to be so kind of. But, you know, like our parents, you know, bless them, they didn't have everything, all the opportunities we've had and stuff. So, you know, we've kind of come from a simpler time and stuff and grown into this, you know, crazy world that we're in now and stuff. So we've kind of had the best of both worlds and stuff. But for me, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw anybody writing with a pen. Do you know what I mean? And I think for me, I, th- I, know, it sounds, I know it sounds crazy. Dude. <laughs> um, there you go, yeah. you know, and the funny thing is people are going to be like there's going to be a generation that are going to think well why do I need to write and stuff I've got I can do it all but you're missing the bigger picture and stuff like to pick this up and to have that skill to write with it's lost I think and just those simple little things you know going to a library picking out a book picking the books up holding something like that as opposed to you know i've got it on my kindle and stuff da-da-da. you know but having something that's physically there it, it, for me it just serves more of a purpose than something that i'm just going through it's just one in a million on my thingy to bang i can put it down you
0: know it's a, yeah, it's so it's almost like we've gone to it's almost like thank you next generation Is it is it's almost like that's done move on that's done rather than well, actually yeah, I think, for me, they're kind of like that It's the microwave
1: generation. This is, you know, it's like now, nah, now nah, I don't want to wait. Come on, now, nah, now. Nah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like right, okay. Swipe like right generation, yeah. It's like yeah, right. swipe right, swipe left, swipe any fucking way <laughs> other than just you know, other than swipe hard work and take my time and do all this. It's like, well, what are you in a hurry for? What do you need to? What do you need quick speed for? Why do you need it? And it's just, it's just madness, and it's just you know, people. I, but like i said it's you know they're a product of their generation and stuff yeah. so who yeah. might kind of say this
0: you know yes no whatever. you well what do you know, like um sort of something about you so what do you think inspires you today yeah. what inspires me today um
1: wow what inspires me i think just the constant sort of um I don't know, for me, what inspires me would be, I said, wow, so. <laughs> that's a... What,
0: what sparks you up? Do you know when you feel energy, you feel alive, maybe something you read, maybe something you watch, maybe something you listen, or maybe something you do, that you makes you feel like, you know what, this is me. This is how I feel. Um, I don't know, for me, kind of, I
1: know it sounds a little, I don't know, it might, it might be a little bit kind of, it might might be a bit masochistic maybe i don't know but for me what inspires me or kind of gets my gets me kind of going is when i have to when i kind of feel that sense of i'm out of my depth and i'm drowning do you know what i mean yeah you know um if i'm you know, if I'm around things and I'm doing them particularly well, or I'm firing on all four cylinders, and things are going amazing and stuff, of course your natural thing is like, oh my god, I'm I'm buzzing. You know, I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing. Which don't get me wrong, I you know I do that and stuff. But once that initial high of getting there has gone, I'm kind of like, well, actually, hold on a second. I can I'm now kind of feeling things are mediocre around me and stuff, and I kind yeah. of go, right, well, okay. I need to go back to that void and I need to jump off again. Yeah. And not until I jump off and I'm kind of like feeling way out of my depth and like, um, okay, how am I going to get over this? Or how am I going to get to that point where I'm just absolutely smashing this and stuff? So that for me
0: yeah. is what kind of inspires me. You know, it's funny you say that because... You know, I, I go running a lot. I, that, that served me for a lot of the time when I've been through hard times. It says, yeah. it says my body, it says my mind, right? But the times I like to run is when it's winter and it's cold and it's like minus temperatures and I go out and this is like at 5.30 in the morning. So it's dark, it's cold and there's no one around. And I've just literally get my body up no music no technology nothing and i just go out and it's almost like it is so cold but it's almost like that's what makes me feel alive this one makes tells me that you're here bro and this is humanity it's almost like me against nature and i'm just head down and you know, like those you see those rocky move ways like yeah he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, and it's like <laughs> that tells me that life is here here we are deep down and fucking dirty and you are buzzing in this minus 10 degree run and when i get back my brain is almost like someone's wired me into some kind of energy source that i can't even yeah. explain to anyone and when i tell people this they think it's freaking crazy man just go out when it's nice and warm do you know what i mean i'm like that is too comfortable it's when i feel on the edge of almost like this is gonna hurt so much that i have to do it I feel that this is this is real
1: well, I think like you said, you know I mean that what you've said is like something that resonates with me massively, and it's like I've been like that for I don't know, maybe the last sort of Jesus Christ fifteen odd years and stuff, and it's just progressively still you know it it, it just kind of morphs from that, but I mean to go through life just kind of thinking that hey, this is amazing. I'm great at what I do. You, and it's like, how how do you know what you're really capable of unless you're going to kind of jump off? Don't just stand there and kind of go. How oh, do fuck, fuck. how do you, you going to know what you're really capable of? Which is what a lot of people do. They they need that safety net. They kind of need that kind of thing. And like you said, you know. It's not until you're pushing yourself into those places that we don't want to go visit because we, that's not taught to us. We're not taught that, hold on a second. Yes, this is one half of your life. It's all great. It's success. It's adulation. It's the like me's. It's the whatever yourself. But that other part, we don't want to address that. We're going to kind of leave that because that's uncomfortable. That's where you don't really want to go and stuff. And, you know, ooh, it's a little bit risky. It's, you know, you're not going to, but it's like, well, no, it's like, it, it needs to be a bit of both and stuff. But for me, like I said, for the last at least 10, 15 years, life has been on that side. Yeah, And it's like you said, it's not until when you're there and you're like, fuck me shit like you said something just fires in you and you're just like any and it won't make sense unless you've stepped into that or unless you're prepared to do that but for anybody who's on this side where it's all like, hey sunshine to them it's going to be like that's just crazy well that just it's like why do you want to you know i don't even want to go there i don't even want to attempt to kind of do that
0: so you know talking about sort of being on the dark side of your being you know yeah. your light side and your dark side right so are there any specific times that you can think about that you're willing to share that you've been through sort of like trauma or pain or heart hurt which looking back now at the time was painful you know at time it could have been you know life ending but now you look back and you think you know what that was probably one of the best times best things to happen to me because it shaped yeah. who i am and how i think today
1: Yeah, I mean, wow, I mean, we all go through, I guess we all have our trials and tribulations and um, you know, it's just part and parcel of life and stuff. But I mean, wow, yeah, I mean, there were some real, real shitty times that I went through and stuff. And I guess, I mean, one of them that really comes to mind would be, I mean, I was super kind of fit and like super kind of sporty and everything before I left. go to London so like sports was just you know I would eat sleep breathe shit sports all the time but it wasn't until I went to London and then came across everything else that the world has to offer and more that sports took a back a back burner and it was all about hey I'm here to and all this. and for one of a better word I neglected my health so bad so much that i didn't even know at the time that i had pneumonia on my lung and i remember <clears throat> one day just all of a sudden just curling up in pain and just kind of feeling something like stabbing in my left side i just thought it was just some real severe case of one oh, of the indigestion or something like that and then I literally i don't know how i managed to call a friend of mine and says dude you need to come and take me to hospital and um, he thought I was joking. He was another DJ, he was like, he thought I was joking. He was like, yeah, whatever, put the phone down. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm here like cringing, like, like in pain. And then called another mate to mine. She took me to hospital. And then I remember when they checked us out and stuff and uh, the doctors were like, you've got pneumonia on your lung. I went, what? And they were like, yeah, you, got, you need to come into hospital. We need to admit you into the hospital now. So I remember going into hospital and stuff, and staying there, and then got to a point where I couldn't even breathe. I had to put pipes into my nose to help me breathe and stuff, and it was just—I mean, that experience—it was kind of yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know, did I have a near-death experience? But I remember thinking, lying there in bed, it was so vividly. It was like a—it was like, okay, shit, I can't go now because I'm going to leave. My family, no, they need me. They need me. My friends. And not family. my time. It's not my time, right? I remember thinking that so vividly, and I woke up screaming my lungs out about two, three in the morning, and then just realised, okay, it was just a dream of stuff. But it kind of really, I guess, it really did something that just really kind of stuck with me and and, and what I've. How do
0: you things change? Things change for you after that? Just going through that. I mean, for me, then I remember leaving
1: hospital and then my partner at the time, and we were living together. We had a place in uh, Hackney, and so we had our own place and whatever and stuff. I remember um, things didn't work out for the best and whatever and stuff, and I remember I'd sort of coming back from work and then coming back to this place, like pretty much sort of like, what, was it rock bottom? I don't know. It was a real shit time, like there was no food in the cupboards. My health was shit. Like I went for a jog around the park. We can't okay, not joking about it. I got two minutes into the jog and fucking I was seeing stars, and <laughs> everything. And I remember coming back and then just laying on the bed. I, I couldn't even finish and just sitting there like didn't. You know, my, my, me and my partner had finished. My job was shitty and stuff. Didn't I, you know? There were days where I, I couldn't even eat for like a day or two. It was like that kind of bad. And I just remember sitting there thinking, shit, I have to do something about this. This is not, you know, it's not, it's not what I'm about. It's like, I'm not going to kind of let this get the better of me and stuff like that. But yeah, that was, for me, I remember going to that dark place, whether it was voluntarily or, or involuntary or not. But for me, like, looking back now, I'm just like, wow, that was such a learning, learning, massive learning thing and... Yeah, would things be how they are now, had it not gone there? Probably not, I don't know. But I do, yeah, I guess when things are really sort of, you know, when things were, well, compared to what they were back then, when things look a little bit bleak now, I'm like, actually, they're not. They're yeah. not that bleak. Yeah, yeah. It's just me, I'm kind of feeding into that. It's self-perpetuating into the, it, and it's not going to
0: happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I've yeah. been there, you know, when it's kind fair. of been shitty. Well, if, 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 we, if we now, <clears throat> we're getting to this end of the conversation and like I said, Harj, I can keep you for hours on lots and lots of subjects. So you know, Wow, Jesus this Christ, is time already. <laughs> we're going to do, do this again. Don't worry. Now, like I said, I'm building a studio so we can do this face to face in, in mm-hmm. a few months. So yeah, when, when this all craziness finishes. But um, right now, what we're going to do is we're going to lift the whole conversation up again, right? So we're now at... The end of your life, okay? So you know, you, we, we, you know, you're 150 years old. You're you've done everything you want to do, and life has been awesome. You know, you've been to all the dark places you want to go to. You've been yeah. to the light places you want to be to. And now you're in that middle ground. Um, you're surrounded by the people that you want to be around you. You've done everything you want to do, and now it's you know you don't have enough energy to actually speak, but you have a pen and a paper to write down three words three words that have served you and you hope those practice of those three words for the people around you will help them what do you think for you those three words would be
1: well for me um funnily enough um i was thinking right i remember when you said me that question i was like okay what am i going to say here what am i going to say here but for me three words that serve that really resonate with me was uh, funnily enough i got them from or i remember a boxer telling me these. This guy, he was a, uh, his name was uh, oh God, what's his name? Trevor McKenzie. He was like a semi-professional boxer and stuff. And for me, I'm just like it. Pretty much rounds it up. It's like he said, they're called the three Ds: dedication, determination, and discipline. And if you've got those three, literally nothing will stop you. Mm. You know, you can, They all kind of work synergistically. with one another, whatever you want to call, it, but. That's my three words that I would say that I live and kind of die by and always kind of go dedication, determination, discipline, and nothing will stop you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's similar to, you know, the three words that always spring to mind when anyone asks me is patience, focus and discipline. And again, they err on the same thing in terms of something's going to take time, let them take time exactly have a, have a focus work towards something have an idea but don't give, set yourself a path and a journey just say i'm heading towards this direction and have the discipline to work on it every day every month every year because you know by having that patience and that discipline together you'll get to wherever you want to get to and that's i've you know i've lived by that i live by that every day my superpower being patience because i know everything with patience happens um you know everyone seems to be in a rush these days but We know, you know, we got a long life ahead, you know, small in the universal picture, but a long life ahead in terms of ourselves. So it's how we fill our time with the things that serve us and the things that serve the things around us. So that I, you know, I fully agree with you. So I'm not going to, you know, question that. Um, And the last thing, which will resonate with you again, um, is I've sourced a mic. Um, and that mic is plugged into 7.58 billion people in this world right now. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's connected. Everyone can hear you. Everyone's awake. There's no language barrier. Everyone understands the words you're saying. So all I can afford you is 30 seconds because this shit's costing me a lot of money. Right? So those 30 seconds, I'm going to hand that mic over to you. And I want to share your words of wisdom with the world. Wow.
1: Okay. Um, well, hopefully, um, this time that we've had here now, sort of um, spending with our loved ones, so that people are taking the time to um, reassess and reevaluate certain aspects of their life, and um, you know, and um, sort of questioning things a little bit more as well. I mean, it's a healthy thing to do. Don't just take everything that is said, you know, even from friends, family, on um, face value. Question, question, question everything because when you question everything, that's the only way that we're going to kind of like, you know, expand our consciousness and whatever you, you want to call it and stuff. But, but yeah, that would be my take home message is, um, yeah, is question
0: everything. Perfect. Cool. Thank you so much for your time, Hodge. You you know, you're on different, you're on a mad trip all the time. So, even having you sat down for an hour probably is crazy for you. So, thank you. You know, the conversation we've started to have, you know, served me, and we're going to continue to have these online and offline as well. So, thank you for turning up. Thank you for the journey that you've had, that you've shared with the people around you. Thank you for the sharing you've had today. It's been honest, it's been open, and that's the only way I think that we can all live as people. Because the more honest and open we are, We all realize everyone's in their own struggle and when everyone's in their own struggle all we can do is try and help you know because we are all on a path that we're all trying to grow we're all trying to be the best version of ourselves and whether we get there or not is not the point it's enjoying the journey along the way so what i'm going to do is i'm going to put so hook up some um of your details on the show notes if anyone's connect with hard it will be there um, I'm sure he puts a lot of stuff, especially on food and about nutrition, about vegan. veganism. I know he's into that. We didn't get into that today. We're all on another conversation, but that's the journey he's on and you know, going through the micronutrients of, of um, ingredients and how they serve you. So you know, make sure you follow him. Make sure you check him out. I'm sure if you send him a question, he'll be more than happy to answer. So you know, thank you again for your time, Well, You're welcome. Seriously no worries at all man um so just to end this podcast remember big energy leads to big thinking big thinking leads to big ideas big ideas lead to big actions and big actions lead to a big life so keep thinking big until next time see you thank you